0: Section 19 of Sermons on Several Occasions, 3rd through 5th Series. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Aviel Tolentino, Malabon City, Philippines. Sermons on Several Occasions, 3rd through 5th Series by John Wesley the trouble and rest of good men there the wicked cease from troubling and there the weary be at rest job three seventeen when god at first surveyed all the works he had made behold they were very good all were perfect in beauty and man the lord of all was perfect in holiness and as his holiness was so was his happiness knowing no sin he knew no pain But when sin was conceived, it soon brought forth pain; the whole scene was changed in a moment. He now groaned under the weight of a mortal body, and what was far worse, a corrupted soul. That spirit which could have borne all his other infirmities was itself wounded, and sick unto death. Thus, in the day wherein he sinned, he began to die, and thus, in the midst of life, we are in death. Yea, the whole creation groaned together, being in bondage to sin, and therefore to misery the whole world is indeed in its present state only one great infirmary all that are therein are sick of sin and their one business there is to be healed and for this very end the great physician of souls is continually present with them marking all the diseases of every soul and giving medicines to heal its sickness these medicines are often painful too not that God willingly afflicts his creatures, but that He allows them just as much pain as is necessary to their health, and for that reason, because it is so, the pain of cure must then be endured by every man as well as the pain of sickness and Herein is manifest the infinite wisdom of him who cared for us, that the very sickness of those whom he converses may be a great means of every man's cure. The very wickedness of others is in a thousand ways conducive to a good man's holiness they trouble him it is true but even that trouble is health to his soul and marrow to his bones he suffers many things from them but it is to this end that he may be made perfect through those sufferings but as perfect holiness is not found on earth so neither is perfect happiness editor's note in this life adult christians are saved from all sin and are made perfect in love see mr wesley's plain account of christian perfection end note some remains of our disease will ever be felt and some physic be necessary to heal it therefore we must be more or less subject to the pain of cure as well as the pain of sickness and accordingly neither do the wicked here cease from troubling nor can the weary be at rest who then will deliver us from the body of this death death will deliver us death shall set those free in a moment who were all their lifetime subject to bondage death shall destroy at once the whole body of sin editor's note this doctrine that we are saved from sin by death is nowhere taught in sacred scripture as mr wesley afterwards perceived and demonstrated in the treatise just mentioned and in several of his sermons end note and therewith of its companion pain and therefore there the wicked cease from troubling and there the weary be at rest The Scriptures give us no account of the place where the souls of the just remain from death to the resurrection. But we have an account of their state in these words, in explaining which I shall consider. 1. How the wicked do here trouble good men, and 2. How the weary are there at rest. Let us consider first how the wicked here trouble good men. And this is a spacious field. Look round the world. Take a view of all the troubles therein. How few are there whereof, the wicked are not the occasion. From whence come wars and fighting among you? Whence all the ills that embitter society? But often turn that highest of blessing into a curse, and make it good for man to be alone? Come they not hence from self-will, pride, inordinate affection? In one word, from wickedness? And can it be otherwise as long as it remains upon earth? As well may the Ethiopian change his skin, as a wicked man ceased to trouble both himself and his neighbor, but especially good men, inasmuch as while he is wicked, he is continually injuring either them or himself or God. First, wicked men trouble those who serve God by the injuries they do them. As at first, he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the Spirit, even so it is now, and so it must be till all things are fulfilled till heaven and earth pass away all that will live godly in christ jesus shall suffer persecution for there is an irreconcilable enmity between the spirit of christ and the spirit of the world if the followers of christ were of the world the world would love its own but because they are not of the world therefore the world hated them and this hatred they will not fail to show by their words they will say all manner of evil against them falsely they will find out many inventions whereby even the good that is in them may be evil spoken of, and in a thousand instances lay to their charge the ill that they know not. From words in due time they proceed to deeds, treating the servants as their forefathers did their master, wronging and despitefully using them in as many ways as fraud can invent and force accomplish. It is true these troubles sit heaviest upon those who are yet weak in the faith, and the more of the spirit of christ any man gains the lighter they do appear to him so that to him who is truly renewed therein who is full of the knowledge and love of god all the wrongs of wicked men are not only no evils but a matter of real and solid joy but still though he rejoices for his own sake he cannot but grieve for theirs he hath great heaviness and continual sorrow in his heart for his brethren according to the flesh who are thus treasuring up to themselves wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of god his eyes weep for them in secret places he is horribly afraid for them yea he could even wish to be accursed himself so that they might inherit a blessing and thus it is that they who cannot only slight but rejoice in the greatest injury done to them yet are troubled at that which wicked men do to themselves and the grievous misery that attends them how much more are they troubled at the injuries wicked men are continually offering to god this was the circumstance which made the contradiction of sinners so severe a trial to our lord himself he that despiseth me despiseth him that sent me and how are these despisers now multiplied upon earth who fear not the son neither the father how are we surrounded with those who blaspheme the lord and his anointed either reviling the whole of his glorious gospel or making him a liar as to some of the blessed truths which he had graciously revealed therein how many of those who profess to believe the whole yet in effect preach another gospel so disguising the most essential doctrines thereof by their new interpretations as to retain the words only but nothing of the faith once delivered to the saints how many who have not yet made shipwreck of the faith are strangers to the fruit of it it hath not purified their hearts it hath not overcome the world They are yet in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. They are still lovers of themselves, lovers of the world, lovers of pleasure, not lovers of God. Lovers of God? No, He is not in all their thoughts. They delight not in Him. They do not thirst after Him. They do not rejoice in doing His will, neither make their boast of His praise. O faith, working by love, whither art thou fled? Surely the Son of Man did once plant thee upon earth when then art thou now among the wealthy no the deceitfulness of riches there chokes the word and it becomes unfruitful among the poor no the cares of the world are there and it bringeth forth no fruit to perfection however there is nothing to prevent its growth among those who have neither poverty nor riches yes the desire of other things And experience shows by a thousand melancholy examples that the allowed desire of anything great or small otherwise than as a means to the one thing needful will by degrees banish the care of that out of the soul and unfit it for every good word or work such is the trouble not to descend to particulars which are endless that wicked men continually occasion to the good such is the state of all good men while on earth but it is not so with their souls in paradise in the moment wherein they are loosed from the body they know pain no more though they are not yet possessed of the fullness of joy, yet all grief is done away. For there the wicked cease from troubling, and there the weary be at rest. 2. There the weary are at rest, which was the second thing to be considered, not only from those evils which prudence might have prevented or piety removed even in this life, but from those which were inseparable therefrom which were their unavoidable portion on earth. They are now at rest, whom wicked men would not suffer to rest before. For into the seat of the spirits of just men none but the spirits of the just can enter. They are at length hid from the scourge of the tongue. Their name is not here cast out as evil. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and the prophets do not revile or separate them from their company. They are no longer despitefully used and persecuted, neither do they groan under the hand of the oppressor no injustice no malice no fraud is there they are all israelites indeed in whom there is no guile there are no sinners against their own souls therefore there is no painful pity no fear for them there are no blasphemers of god or of his word no profaners of his name or of his sabbaths no denier of the lord that bought him none that trample upon the blood of his everlasting covenant in a word no earthly or sensual, no devilish spirit, none who do not love the Lord their God with all their heart. There, therefore, the weary are at rest from all the troubles which the wicked occasioned, and indeed from all other evils which are necessary in this world, either as the consequence of sin or for the cure of it. They are at rest, in the first place, from bodily pain. In order to judge the greatness of this deliverance, Let but those who have not felt it take a view of one who lies on a sick or deathbed. Is this he that was made a little lower than the angels? How is the glory departed from him? His eye is dim and heavy, his cheek pale and wan, his tongue falters, his hand trembles, his breast heaves and pants, his whole body is now distorted and right to and fro, now moist and cold and motionless like the earth to which it is going and yet all this which you see is but the shadow of what he feels you see not the pain that tears his heart that shoots through all his veins and chases the flying souls through every part of her once-loved habitation could we see this too how earnestly should we cry out o sin what hast thou done to what hast thou brought the noblest part of the visible creation was it for this that the good god made man Oh no neither will he suffer it long yet a little while and all the storms of life shall be over and thou shalt be gathered into the storehouse of the dead and there the weary are at rest they are at rest from all these infirmities and follies which they could not escape in this life they are no longer exposed to the delusions of sense or the dreams of imagination they are not hindered from seeing the noblest truths by inadvertence nor do they ever lose the sight they have once gained by inattention they are not entangled with prejudice nor ever misled by hasty or partial views of the object and consequently no error is there o blessed place where truth alone can enter truth unmixed undisguised enlightening every man who cometh into the world where there is no difference of opinions but all think alike all are of one heart and of one mind where that offspring of hell controversy which turneth this world upside down can never come for those who have been sawn asunder thereby and often cried out in the bitterness of their soul peace peace shall find what they then sought in vain even a peace which none taketh from them and yet all these inconceivably great as it is is the least part of their deliverance for in the moment wherein they shake off the flesh they are delivered not only from the troubling of the wicked not only from pain and sickness from folly and infirmity but also from all sin a deliverance this, in the sight of which all the rest vanish away. This is the triumphal song which every one heareth when he entereth the gates of Paradise. Thou being dead sinnest no more. Sin hath no more dominion over thee. For in that thou diedst, thou diedst unto sin once. But in that thou livest, thou livest unto God. Editor's note The sentiment which is here again expressed, that it is death which destroys sin in the human heart, though couched in the language of an apostle, is a branch of that philosophical mysticism which mr wesley entertained at this early period of his life and which he afterwards renounced for the scriptural doctrine of salvation by faith according to the new testament every believer is already delivered from the dominion of sin and the bible never represents the entire sanctification of our nature as effected by death it is the work of the holy spirit and is not suspended upon the dissolution of the body but upon the exercise of a steadfast faith in the almighty savior End There then the weary be at rest. The blood of the lamb hath healed all their sickness, hath washed them sorely from their wickedness, and cleansed them from their sin. The disease of their nature is cured, they are at length made whole, they are restored to perfect soundness, they no longer mourn the flesh lusting against the spirit. The law in their members is now at an end, and no longer wars against the law of their mind and brings them into captivity to the law of sin. There is no root of bitterness left no remains even of that sin which did so easily beset them no forgetfulness of him in whom they live move and have their being no ingratitude to their gracious redeemer who poured out his soul unto the debt for them no unfaithfulness to that blessed spirit who so long bore with their infirmities in a word no pride no self-will is there so that they who are thus delivered from the bondage of corruption may indeed say to one another and in that emphatical sense beloved now we are the children of god and it doeth not yet appear what we shall be but we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is let us view a little more nearly the state of a christian at his entrance into the other world suppose the silver cord of life just loosed and the wheel broken at a cistern the heart can now beat no more the blood ceases to move the last breath flies off the quivering lips and the soul springs forth into eternity What are the thoughts of such a soul, that has just subdued her last enemy, death, that sees the body of sin lying beneath her, and is born new into the world of spirits? How does she sing, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Thanks be unto God who hath given me the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. O happy day wherein I shall begin to live, wherein I shall taste my native freedom. When I was born of a woman, I had but a short time to live, and that time was full of misery that corruptible body pressed me down and enslaved me to sin and pain but the snare is broken and i am delivered henceforth i know them no more that head is no more an aching head those eyes shall no more run down with tears that heart shall no more pant with anguish or fear be weighed down with sorrow or care those limbs shall no more be racked with pain yea sin hath no more dominion over me at length i have parted from thee o my enemy and i shall see thy face no more i shall never more be unfaithful to my lord or offend the eyes of his glory i am no longer that wavering fickle self inconsistent creature sinning and repenting and sinning again no i shall never cease day or night to love and praise the lord my god with all my heart and with all my strength but what are ye are all these ministering spirits sent forth to minister to one heir of salvation then dust and ashes farewell i hear a voice from heaven saying come away and rest from thy labours thy warfare is accomplished thy sin is pardoned and the days of thy mourning are ended my brethren these truths need little application believe ye that these things are so what then hath each of you to do but to lay aside every weight and run with patience the race set before him, to count all things else but dung and dross, especially those grand idols, learning and reputation, if they are pursued in any other measure or with any other view than as they conduce to the knowledge and love of God, to have this one thing continually in thine heart, when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down and when thou risest up, to have thy loins ever girt and thy light burning, To serve the Lord thy God with all thy might, if by any means, when He required thy soul of thee, perhaps in an hour when thou lookest not for Him, thou mayst enter where the wicked cease from troubling and where the weary are at rest. End of section 19. Recording by Aviel Tolentino, Malabon City, Philippines.